Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Day and thank you for standing by, and welcome to the Alifia Health First Quarter 2021 Earnings Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. If you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I will now like to hand the conference over to your speaker, Nicholas Bergamini. Please go ahead. Thank you. Joining me on the call today are Alifia Health CEO Jeffrey Benick and CFO Benjamin Ferdinand. This morning, Alifia Health filed on CDAR its financial statements and associated management discussion and analysis for the month ended March 31, 2021. All comments to be made on this call today should be taken with reference to and are qualified in their entirety by those documents. Today's call includes estimates and other forward-looking information from which our actual results could differ. Please review the cautionary language in today's press release regarding various factors, assumptions and risks that could cause our actual results to differ. Furthermore, during this call, we will refer to certain non-IFRS financial measures, including adjusted EBITDA and adjusted gross margin. These measures do not have any standardized meaning under IFRS, and our approach to calculating these measures may differ from that of other issuers, and so these measures may not be directly comparable. Please see this quarter's MD&A for more uh, information about these measures and reconciliation to IFRS. I will now pass the call over to our CEO, Jeffrey Benick. Thank you, Nick. It's great speaking with my fellow shareholders today. This is now the sixth earnings call that we've conducted in the midst of COVID-19 and under various states of public health lockdowns but it also feels like it will be our last as we see mass vaccination campaign in Ontario rapidly picking up steam. I'd like to thank our employees for the diligence they've shown over the last year in this environment. We've managed to operate four production facilities with zero outbreaks and no significant production delays while continuing to see thousands of patients virtually through our medical cannabis clinic network. The first quarter of 2021 was an important one for us as we continue with the deployment of our expanded product portfolio in the Canadian medical and adult use markets. Top line revenue was down sequentially, but this was attributed entirely to decline in wholesale revenue. In our previous earnings call in MDNA, we said that we expected this decline to occur as we transition our sales mix away from wholesale and towards the adult use market and the Canadian international medical cannabis channels. Adult use sales increased 22% sequentially. Looking forward in the first 40 days of Q2 2021, adult use sales have surpassed the total in Q1 already. Clearly, we are making some significant strides in the adult use market, which we expect to be a key growth driver for us in the last nine months of this year. Many of our peers have spoken of some challenges in dealing with certain provincial government wholesalers. This includes skew rationalization and limiting the number of shipments they accept at their warehouse due to COVID. Certainly, we have felt this as well to a certain degree. But as anyone who has been following our product launches knows, 
We've had a tremendous amount of success in securing listings from our new products. We have secured a total of 19 new listings in the adult use market this year alone across a broad range of formats, including edibles, flowers, and wellness. What's most encouraging to me is that our sales growth is being driven by two key factors. One is our Cannabis 2.0 portfolio with our 510 vape cartridges and Kinslip sublingual strips accounting for 50% of the adult use sales in Q1. Secondly, we began to enter the dried flower and pre-roll space in a meaningful way with the launch of our Divi brand at the end of this reporting period. In Q2 thus far, we've already more than doubled our previous quarter sales figures for both dried flower and pre-rolls. Our Divi Sour Kush pre-rolls were the number one selling value offering on the Ontario Cannabis Store's e-commerce site for the last two weeks. I'm pleased to report that due to this early success of our dried flower brand, we've secured additional provincial listings for 10 gram milled flour and 14 gram dried flower SKUs. This is an important step for us because these new listings represent our first large format SKUs. From both a top line and margin contribution perspective, this is certainly our next adult use revenue catalyst. A big part of the early success we're having in the value segment is from our outdoor cultivation facility. This has really turned into a 12-month-a-year operation. In the past two years, we received five separate licenses either for additional acreages or for key drying buildings in the middle of the growing season. That uncertainty caused many challenges that we will not face this year. Our team has been propagating clones since November on site, and we spent the last month preparing the field for planting which we expect to start at the end of May. In addition to dried flour, we have some further product portfolio developments during the quarter, which are important both in the medical and consumer segments. Our product development team has really begun to establish a track record of finding and exploiting gaps in the product landscape where we see some unmet demand. Likewise, we've shown strong execution in the research and development formulation and production of these products, which don't exist elsewhere in Canada. We see a major gap in the marketplace for CBD-dominant wellness products in familiar formats that aren't yet available within cannabis. We've recently launched Omega CBD soft gels with Omega fish oil products, a top three nutritional supplement in Canada. Complementing this are CBD bath bombs, in our high-potency CBD 50 oil offering. As we've begun to establish a presence and have success in the adult use market, we're also improving the scale and service of our highly differentiated medical cannabis ecosystem. The patient ecosystem provides the full suite of care to medical cannabis patients, all as a part of our seamless experience. At its core, that means medical cannabis physicians, consultations, educations, products, and delivery. Not only are we the only company that offers all four elements of these services, we are also an industry leader in each. The importance of our medical cannabis ecosystem has only increased due to COVID-19, which will leave lasting changes in how we live and work. The rapid rise of e-commerce will continue. That is why we invest in our Toronto Area Distribution Center which allows patients to order at 2 p.m. 
and have their medicine hand-delivered by our couriers that same evening. This is the best service available in the cannabis industry and a unique differentiator for Alifia Health. Likewise, we intend to continue offering virtual-only cannabis consultations to our patients who value its convenience and accessibility. Scheduled same-day delivery, virtual consultations, and our growing suite of medical cannabis products provide a unique ecosystem for patients. It is completely differentiated value proposition for patients that does not exist elsewhere in the Canadian cannabis industry. But the missing piece, which unlocks the most value, is insurance coverage. That's because for most people, their medicine is an out-of-pocket expense. We are beginning to change that through our exclusive partnership with Unifor, Canada's largest private sector union with over 315,000 members. Through collective bargaining with some of Canada's largest employers, Unifor is advocating for medical cannabis coverage and insurance plan. This program has just launched to unionize employees of the Ford Motor Company of Canada. I am very happy to report that we have just begun processing the first patients as part of the Unifor program. They are able to purchase medical cannabis from us and be reimbursed through their insurance plan. We are working diligently to expand this program and are well underway in discussions with other major employers in Canada. Benjamin, over to you. Thanks, Jeff. With respect to the clinic transaction with Myconic Capital that we announced yesterday, we view this as a financial transaction with limited effect on our operations. As Jeff said, <clears throat> we moved to a virtual-only model for our clinic business, which is something that is more cost-effective and better for our patients. Because of this shift, our physical clinic locations are not fully utilized. As a result, we have sold certain physical clinic assets, including leases. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We did not sell patient data nor the cannabis legal entity or brand, and we will continue to operate the clinics and provide care for patients virtually. We believe this provides substantial upside to Alifia with the consideration paid to Alifia currently valued at approximately $12 million. Getting back to Q1, starting with our financial position, we were paid $25 million in convertible debt during the quarter. This cuts our total debt load by approximately 40%. With regards to cannabis sales, it's helpful to drill down a little bit. To provide better insight on both revenue and gross margin, we've segmented it uh, in our MDNA. Our medical cannabis adjusted gross margins improved for the third consecutive quarter to 53%. Likewise, our revenue per gram equivalent sold improved for the fourth straight quarter to $8.46. This improvement in adjusted gross margins in medical was driven by two factors. 
One, we're benefiting from economies, economies of scale and greater operational efficiencies from our state-of-the-art manufacturing and innovation facility in Paris. Secondly, we're able to capture greater margin in some key new product launches, including kin slips and high-potency CBD oil. It's much the same story in adult use, where we've reported 56% adjusted gross margin, our best to date in the segment. In addition to some of the high-margin cannabis derivative formats I just mentioned, we're also benefiting from our low-cost outdoor cultivation advantage. Now, the flower segment is incredibly important in adult use, but it's also highly competitive. The very best greenhouse producers clock in at around 50 cents per gram to produce flour, so our low-cost outdoor grow makes a substantial difference in margins. As Jeff said, the decline in total revenue compared to Q4 was, was solely due to a decline in domestic wholesale revenue. As we align our sales mix to more valuable segments, this has left us with a transitory period from a top-line sales perspective. Lastly, I'll touch on the international opportunity. Q1 2021 was the first time we've reported international sales in two consecutive quarters. The most important immediate opportunity on the international front is through the export of our greenhouse-grown flour to the European market. This has been over a year-long regulatory process with our European partners, with both sides navigating through a tremendous amount of regulatory hurdles. We are now making strides. Following certified lab testing in Germany, our signature THC cultivar has been approved by German regulators and a key customer has also received their import permit. That leaves us with the final step of a Health Canada export permit for which we have applied. Certainly, the international opportunity does test our patients, but we are making strides. With, but with significant enter, uh, barriers to entry, we believe strongly that it will be well worth it. Operator, over to you. As a reminder, to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from Raul Sarugasar with Raymond James. Uh, morning, Jeff and Nick. Thanks so much for, for taking our, our questions today. Um, so, you know, we, we clearly see that the wholesale has been has been down across the sector, so not, not a surprise to see, you know, wholesale attenuated. I guess maybe my question is, you know, how should we be thinking about wholesale in the, in the medium term? Um, but also, you know, as, as, we, as we look at medical revenue, uh, we tend to correlate that with the number of active patients uh, in the clinics. And um, please forgive me if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like the number of patients has declined a bit. So maybe you can give us a little more color in terms of how we're looking at uh, revenue trajectory, both in wholesale, but also in the medical clinic, uh, clinic uh, channels. Thanks, Rahul. It's Ben. Uh, so I'll address them uh, in turn. I'll start with wholesale. Um, you know, so, so we're not in a position to give guidance, but, but at a high level, we do expect to see continued growth in adult use. Uh, international and medical cannabis sales you know through the year uh, and it's as we've discussed in previous uh, conversations uh, on these calls you know it's part of a concerted realignment of our sales mix mix to a more sustainable and profitable uh, sales channel mix um, you know having said that you know we'll continue to be opportunistic in domestic wholesale when opportunities present themselves um, and 
and, and so that's the way we think about the wholesale side. Uh, on the medical side, to your point about the active patients, um, uh, so earlier in the year, uh, due to last year due to COVID, there was um, you know the government had an extension, an automatic extension of uh, of, uh, of scripts, uh, and so this led to uh, you know to a large increase. Um, but as those expiries have come off, um, you know you're getting back to more normalized levels. Uh, terrific. Uh, thanks so much. And then, um, given yesterday's announcements um, of the sales of brick and mortar clinics, I guess uh, you know one understands the, the strategy there. Given that you know Alitia really is this ecosystem company with all of these different elements that um, you know that that feed into each other. So, how is the strategy evolving uh, from you know essentially divesting these brick and mortar and moving towards a more virtual format? Yeah, so the strategy, strategy hasn't changed, Raul. Uh, in fact, uh, we think that uh, it's improved, uh, and that's not the case at all. So we've retained ownership of cannibal patient data and contact information. The cannibal brand, the IP that we built over the five-year track record is ours. We've just entered into an agreement to continue operating the clinics. So essentially, we operate the clinics. We still have access to them. Uh, there's still a big part of uh, uh, of our business. Uh, we've just been able to uh, uh, take a lot of that cost uh, in operating it and uh, move it over to another entity uh, that is also going to focus in on other parts of uh, mental health uh, uh, and opportunities in, in mental health. So, for for from our perspective, uh, we think that uh, it's been it was a great move in terms of our strategy in terms of reducing costs, in, in terms of creating another revenue stream for us without, without changing our strategy on how we're going to uh, bring new patients on, uh, uh, onto our platform. Sure, I think that's very helpful. And if you'll indulge one, just one last question then. Um, last, on the last call, we talked a little bit about, about the Unifor deal and your sort of estimates on when you, know, you think that will start to, to you know, yield revenue as patients on board. And I think we had talked about sort of Q3 back half of the year. Um, you know, is there any update we, we, you know, that you can share about how that's going and then when we should be looking at onboarding of patients and then that's then the resulting revenues that we can expect from that channel? Yeah, so first of all, it's really, really exciting to see just in the last few days the first patient signing up through this program. So we expect Unifor program to provide incremental revenue in Q2 and gradually pick up steam in the back half of the year. So we are very, uh, sorry, and we're also in very, very deep discussions with other large employers, uh, particularly in the automotive sector, and hopefully to expand our offering to them this year. Uh, as, you, as we said in our earnings call today, uh, I alluded to it, is that we have Ford Canada now, uh, and uh, so not only the qualifying Ford Canada employees, but their qualifying household members as well. Uh, so we're excited about that, and uh, you know we're going to be working hard to uh, uh, to continue to throughput them, get them on our platform, uh, get them the uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the the medicine that they need uh, through the coverage that they deserve, and uh, through the insured uh, insured coverage. We're really excited about this role. Terrific. Uh, thanks, Jeff. And then uh, I'll get back in the queue.
And there are no further questions at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for participating in today's conference. You may now disconnect. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.